passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, <laughs> wherever you find your podcasts, and... YouTube.com slash post wrestling. Yes. Hello, YouTube room. Ho, ho, ho. I was just correcting uh, Braden's camera etiquette there. Was I? Was the. the... As he had uh, his uh, his Santa hat. Oh, it was on the wrong side. Like the bobble bit was downstage. It was in front of the. Oh, yeah, it was covering my face. It was masking your face. Oh, wow. What a replay you got there. You fixed my face. So now now everyone can see on the YouTube room your glorious face this. This Christmas. Yeah, I look Christmas great. Tuesday. I have a nice long Santa hat on, and you're fe- you're wearing a festive... YOLO Christmas. <laughs> YOLO it's Christmas. Christmas donuts on it. Sorry, so it's You Only Live Once Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. It's, it's awesome. I got it when the pandemic started a few yeah, years ago. When there, like we weren't yeah. sure if there <laughs> was You Only Live Once Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but fair enough. Here we are. Wow. Uh, well, yes, welcome to Up Next. We are... Live on the post-wrestling feed on the YouTube, and you're finding us wherever you found us. Uh, hello. Uh, happy holidays, wherever you may be, because uh, the holidays are this week and Christmas and all that fun, fun stuff. So we're v- feeling very festive. Getting very – you put the tree up. Got the tree up. I've, I couldn't find the decorations. We do yeah. have a, a spinner – a spinner. I have belt, the John Cena spinner uh, Christmas thing. belt replica thing. Yeah, uh, but I, I did pick up some candy canes from work. Nice. This guy just keeps on bringing us candy canes. Mm. I don't know anyone who actually really likes candy canes. It's fine, like crunched up, you know, on a martini, like as the rimmer or yeah. whatever. But like this mm. guy just every day is bringing boxes of candy it's canes. Work. Yeah, at the bar. Yeah. So they were. I told the story about how I couldn't find the the decorations, and they're like, "Please, God, take some of these candy, candy canes." canes. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I put one in uh, like a mocha coffee the other day. I yeah. think that's probably the only good purpose of a mm. candy cane, other than hanging it on a tree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a. I got you a Baby Yoda ornament somewhere. It's somewhere oh, in yeah. storage. Yeah, we'll, we have we'll, a few we'll cool. Go hunting. Yeah, tomorrow. we need some more wrestling ones though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, we're going to talk about some NXT uh, tonight because, uh, of course, we are your NXT friends. Friends. We'll always be your NXT friends. We're on the road to. 
New Year's Evil, yes. and also Vengeance Day. Yeah, I think uh, for for Shawn Michaels for for Christmas, I'm going to get him like a book when when all the holidays yeah. land in the year because we've got January 10th. Yes, is New Year's Evil right? Ten, ten days up that we do have a an NXT show like at the beginning of January, like right. on the third, and then Vengeance Day is the what second of February, right? When you could have done like. The 11th. The 11th, the Saturday. Yeah. Uh, So just weird. So, yeah, because Vengeance Day, obviously, the Valentine's Day theme. It's a little too early I don't think they know when their holidays are. Yeah, true. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Well, we'll be covering both those shows on this feed when those shows uh, happen to take place. But we're on the road to those shows. Uh, We got a lot to talk about. I would uh, advise anyone who's a fan of us to check out Poison Rana on our own podcast Mm. feed because we dropped a new episode uh, just this past Sunday night. So go check that out. Covering everything involving Mandy Rose and uh, what we talked about, Vince McMahon, Sasha Banks. And we had a guest. We we had a a nice woman's touch on the show with uh, Xenia did that, who joined us and gave her thoughts uh, uh, specifically on the Mandy Rose stuff and the whole WWE release and, and all that stuff, which is pretty crazy considering uh, a week ago we watched her lose the title and we were like, huh, that that was weird. And then who knew the the like the storm to come the next day? These yeah. Tapings, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and yeah, so these are taped shows, right? The, the the show we watched tonight was taped, and I think they taped I think next week's as well. Okay, least, yeah. I'm wondering if maybe they taped so far ahead that they realize New Year's Evil has to be on. Maybe, the, maybe perhaps, that's why. Maybe they taped three. Yeah, true. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't looked at spoilers or anything. I don't read ahead, and I wouldn't say this actually felt like a taped show. Sometimes you can really tell. Uh, I thought this felt like a, a pretty normal NXT. Yeah, uh, it did. Uh, so go check out all the shows that we have on there, including uh, me and Jordan ch- chatting all about nothing on the detox and a new show coming to the feed with B Detroit and uh, John Cena this week. Uh, what up, do I think on Friday. So come check that out. Uh, we're going to have some fun. And it'll be a free show as well. Also, tomorrow on the Poison Runner feed, we're going to have a way back Wednesday. We're going to re-release one of our early Patreon shows because we're getting festive and we want to give some gifts and presents. Yeah, uh, we're going to be giving away our review from a few years ago, of Santa's Sleigh, starring Bron Brake. I mean, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bill this Goldberg. Was, this was really fun. Uh, we recorded this a few years ago. Uh, ridiculous film. So we thought we'd put that out for free tomorrow. Yeah, so all these free shows over on the Poison Rana feed. Go check us out. We'll be uh, taking a break this Sunday, but we are going to be releasing a kind of a little Christmas show uh, this weekend. Just a little us talking about Christmas and stuff. So all the free shows out there. John Cena is going to be joining us yeah. on that one. And uh, John Cena will also be releasing on Thursday, Shot in the Dark, covering everything you might have missed in the world of wrestling, including this week, Kenny Omega wrestling on Dark. Yeah. So you want to hear all about that match, check out John Cena, Shot in the Dark, where he covers everything in the world of wrestling in 15 minutes or less. Yeah. Kenny on Dark? Does that mean I got to watch Dark? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of free shows on our feed and going into the new year. We're going to have a lot of uh, fun stuff going forward and great new content. So go follow us on all the socials at Poison Ronapod. And you want to hear more because we did a show. But this one, I'm sorry, it's behind a paywall and you'll mm. understand why. Patreon.com slash Poison Rana. We just did a review of Home Alone 2 Lost in New York with John Pollock where we talk all about... Sticky Bandits, Pigeon Ladies, Donald Trump, Tim Curry, everything. And and we did get a, a tweet earlier from Tony Khan's burner. Account. Right, yeah. At Tony Khan underscore burner. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> saying after the Way documentary, this is I am John Pollock's best work. Yeah. John Pollock and us going through Home Alone 2. And that's why you got to pay for it. Yeah. Five <laughs> bucks a month gets you that show, plus all the other stuff, including our top five festive moments show, which was uh, all about the best Christmas moments in wrestling and talking about Attitude Era stuff, tribute to the troop stuff, all this stuff. So go check out that. You get access to everything, and it's a month. It's only five bucks. Go check it out and be a friend on the Patreon. And follow our new TikTok as well, because oh. uh, we've been playing around with that. You talked about the top five festive moments. I featured one of them in a little TikTok this week. We're yeah. learning. We're, we're, yeah. we're in our 30s. Millennials we're starting on to feel TikTok. old and yeah. uh, trying to work out this, we're this really kid's trying. stuff. We're really uh, trying. Yeah, we need to hit up Nikita Lyons for TikTok lessons, yeah. I guess. Or Zoe Stars. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go follow us and all that stuff. We do a lot of podcasts and especially around this time, lots of Christmas stuff. And we're going to be joining John and Way for the best and worst of the show, which we can't wait. So, uh, lots of podcasts and, uh, we appreciate you listening to us. You could be listening to any podcast where we talk about ridiculous things and you, you somehow landed on us. Yeah. So thanks. Uh, let's talk about some, some NXT. I mean, kind of before we do, we did mention the Mandy Rose stuff on, on our show on, on Sunday and we definitely covered a lot of ground. Rightfully so, with her being released right after dropping the title, really rushed, it seemed, mm. and then gone. And then, of course, the story comes out that, well, it's because of her own fan site and, uh, like, uh, her own content and nude photos, this and that. Uh, I'd say the, the most updated story is uh, Mandy Rose, manager on, over on TMZ, is reporting that she's now made $500,000 on her uh, fan site. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I would say when when the pandemic hit and like uh, I lost my job, our Patreon did quite well. A lot of people want to support in it's these true. times of need. It's true. And people, big fans of Mandy Rose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 500k in what, like a week? So like that's what's insane. next month going to be? That's like, insane. That's a mill right there. What's going to do more, Avatar 2 or Mandy Rose's fan site should we create a twitter that <laughs> follows and tracks both yeah. to see what makes more money mm. yeah I, i'm gonna put more, more money i'm gonna put my money on avatar but. yeah okay. <laughs> i think that might be safe it's gotta make two bill <laughs> to break even yeah. yeah yeah true uh so that's 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 kind of big i don't know if she'll be going back to wrestling uh i guess if you're gonna be making that much money right like it, it depends is her passion in wrestling or not does she does she care like i mean if she wants to pursue it and wants to continue wrestling there are yeah. options surely but uh it might not she might have been like i've i've had that chapter in my life now she's been there quite a long time when you think back to that tough enough yeah um like a long time so yeah we'll we'll see what's next for mandy rose so uh yeah they did show her in the in the video package it's not like they tried to erase we, her i was we were watching this video package at the beginning and it looked like they were going to go through like her winning eye and survivor to a shot of the crowd to her posing with the title but no they did acknowledge yeah. mandy on this show they did but no real mention during the toxic attraction match no they didn't like, mention they her. didn't mention anything there but everything with mandy was in relation to just roxy's win yeah it, it wouldn't be that out of place considering she lost, mm. but still not really mentioning her whatsoever. We start off NXT from December 20th, 2022. We start off with a hot opening match, a match they advertised last week, which definitely caught our attention. Yeah. Carmelo Hayes going one-on-one -on -one against Axiom. So uh, both these guys were in the Iron Survivor, and the story is everyone saying Axiom kind of stole the show. And, well, Mello always says he doesn't miss. Mello's used to being the show. Yeah, yeah, and he says he doesn't miss, but he did miss 
because he didn't win. So these two set up setting up that match here uh, today. Carmelo Hayes comes out, and uh, every time I hear his music, I, I it goes like something something. I'm the greatest, but I keep hearing like bitch. I'm the greatest. I'm the I'm the greatest, and I definitely don't think that's the lyric. <laughs> but I remember when we we used to sing Sammy Guevara's song. And it was like Sammy, Sammy Guevara, Guevara. It's my time to fly. <laughs> but we—that's we, the actual lyric. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's time, to, my take time flight. to take flight or something like that. Because <laughs> uh, that also reminds me of. Um, did you hear about Sean Paul in in this interview? You ever heard a Sean Paul song? And he always goes, "Sean Paul." Yeah. Apparently, he's saying, "I wasn't saying that." Okay. I wasn't saying my name. I was saying like some some other person's name that sounds like that. Huh. And. Then, He's like serious that he was never saying Sean Paul in his songs. And I'm like, you clearly were saying Sean Paul in your songs. I love misheard lyrics. I always thought, you know, you are not alone. Michael the, Jackson? Michael Jackson. Yeah. I thought it was, I can hear your prayers. Burgers are the best. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what it actually is, but right. big fan of burgers. I was People like, always, burgers are right. Uh, miss, mess up the Blink-182 song. Like, I work alone mm. to get the feeling right, but everyone thinks I walk alone to get the feeling right. Oh. Works both ways, yeah. sort of, but yeah. Because I'm the greatest, ain't no hating, I'm the best here, I'm the best here. You want your shot? Well, I guess you wait till next year. Next year. Yeah. Nice. That's the actual lyric? That's the lyrics. I already forgot. <laughs> but I like it. It's still a banger. I love that song. Uh, Axiom makes his entrance like a superhero yet again. And these two square off. Carmelo Hayes... And Axiom both are very fast and like countering each other's moves here back and forth with like up downs and, and roll throughs. Eventually Axiom hits a pretty sweet looking Northern Lights suplex. There's then a picture in picture where there's like flying clothesline from Carmelo Hayes, his like classic springboard mm. clothesline. It's just beautiful. He keeps going for this arm bar and then there's back and forth crucifix bomb pin from Axiom for a two count. They then get up and start hitting strikes. And then there's a, a spot where Axiom like does a kip up. But while he kips up, he's just welcomed by the pump kick from uh, Mello, which just was great timing here. Uh, and then like the satellite face buster, but Axiom kicks out. Axiom gets him in a triangle hold, and Mello counters this with a huge power bomb. He was like, mm. like just crushing him here, and the ref doesn't count it. This was really weird because it was it yeah went into this awesome power bomb and Axiom's shoulders were clearly right down and Booker's going like yo ref you're gonna count and Mello's looking at him the ref then goes over and does the thing with the hand like to check are the shoulders down yeah the shoulders are clearly down yeah he still hesitates and then goes for the count and uh Axiom grabs that triangle again I don't know if like this was a planned spot and the ref knew he was going for that triangle and was like oh I thought you were going for that right away but it was weird because these shoulders were just flat on the mat for a good, like, five seconds here. Yeah, it, Mello was looking at him for sure. As, but the move looked good. And like Booker the, wasn't letting it go either. Yeah, Booker was going off about it. Like, why wasn't he counting? Uh, both are back up. They're fighting on the top rope here, using each other to balance when Axiom hits this, like, avalanche but, like, standing position off the top rope. Hurricane Rana, yeah, which was just crazy, very high up there. But Melo kicks out of it. Uh, when the ref's not looking, Trick slams Axiom just like head first into the mat, allowing a distraction and a code breaker from Melo, followed up by nothing but net. And one, two, three, uh, Carmelo Hayes gets his victory. Yeah, uh, great match, as you'd expect from these two. I think both uh, this year have been 
like Mello rarely misses and Axiom I'd say the same for uh, recently. No, like, Mello don't miss. Mello don't miss. Um, yeah, I thought this was great. I thought the the win kind of protected Axiom. There was a lot of like the, the tearing at the mask and obviously you had Trick here. So it protects him moving forwards. Um, I definitely see kind of Axiom Wesley down the line, maybe in the North American title picture. Um, but Mello needed to win this as I, I definitely see him as a, a true contender for Bron. Um, so I thought this is the right result, but great opener here between these two. Yeah. Really back and forth. Like the, they, they match their styles really well. I love Ax like a kid axiom. I love his wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a good of like a good fix of high flying meets like really technical and like submissions and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Uh, very good. But Mello, man, he's uh, awesome. Mello in the long pants today. Mello in long boys. Instead of the, in the shorts. I feel like he's... Look. Was he wearing these before? I feel like he he's did. He's normally been in the shorts. Maybe at the pay-per-view Maybe. he did. Hmm. Uh, after the match, Axiom's pretty pissed. So he hits an acai moonsault to trick and then kind of scares them off. So I, I'm assuming we're getting trick versus Axiom as a kind of a spinoff match uh, for these guys. But yeah, uh, fun, fun opener for sure to start this show off. We then go to uh, Grayson Waller backstage, and he's he's saying, "Hey, did everyone watch Roxanne last week? Call out her shot and get her title match on the spot and win the title. Why should I have to wait? So I'm doing the same thing. I'm calling out Braun Breaker tonight for the NXT Championship." And Mackenzie mentions to Waller, well, actually, you know very well that Braun is actually not here tonight because he's out doing promo and press for Vengeance Day. And Waller says, it doesn't matter if he's here or not. I'm going to be waiting. I'm going to be waiting for this title match. And he's a coward if he doesn't show up here tonight. So uh, Grayson Waller doing his best hangman CM Punk. Uh <laughs> I mean, it was it was more doing the CM Punk hangman. It was more the Javier Barnell like he's not here. where he's like, I know he's not there, yeah. so I'm calling him out. So he's saying, uh, Braun, get here. Also, NXT, they don't tour. They only work one night a week. Why would you schedule the press. Vengeance Day presser the one day you have your show going on yeah. with your champion? Seems a bit dumb. <laughs> At 8 p.m. <laughs> They're like, oh, we got a show right now at this time. But hey, maybe it's because they were taping mm. and Braun was busy during the day. But yeah, still pretty funny. So Waller says he's going to be waiting tonight. By the end of the show, he will be NXT champion. We, we, uh, he also, he also then went on Twitter uh, during, during the commercial break. Braun, uh, he said, hey, Braun, where are you? You're the only, you're the only bitch I have to chase, is what he said uh, on Twitter. His words. Uh, so we go backstage now, and we see Tony D'Angelo and Stax. And Tony D gets off the phone and mentions that it's confirmed he has a North American title shot against Wesley. And uh, he, he tells Stax to go and tell Dijak that he's got to wait in line because I'm going to be – I'm got the shot first. And Stax is like, oh, okay. And he's like, right right now? Yeah. No, tomorrow. Yeah, right now. Doing his best uh, Home Alone impression. Mm. No, tomorrow. Yeah. So Stax goes, okay, and runs off because he has to go confront Dijak to do Tony's dirty work. Um, and then Waller shows up and uh, still just calling Braun. Looking for Braun. Yeah, basically saying, have you seen Braun? No, and no one has because he's a coward. Uh, so and these two kind of have history, kind of going back. So kind of yeah. showing a little history there. But I I I've been enjoying uh, 
Tony D and Stax's chemistry, actually. I, th- I think I thought Stax was very funny tonight. And I do wonder if Two Dimes was still there, whether you'd actually have this chemistry so much. Because they'd be more like just two generic guys who kind of look the same playing the henchman. Whereas now it's Stax is, is just the number two. And I, I think it's, it's actually probably benefited this guy. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was quite funny tonight. Uh, it's a shame we don't get really the conclusion to his night. We didn't get the conclusion to his tax night. Sure next week. We'll see what happens. His head's going to show up somewhere. <laughs> In a box. Yeah. We go to our next match, and it is Nikita Lyons versus Zoe Stark. But this is a grudge match. This match starts off with Nikita making her entrance, but moves out of the way as Zoe tries to attack her during the entrance. So this is Nikita now scouting She knows Zoe. what's coming. I yeah. knew you were going to do this so I saw shit. you in Gorilla. Yeah. You're right behind me. Yeah, you're like, literally you right there. I'm not going to do my spin kick pose thing because I know you're right there. So Zoe and her start to brawl and the match kicks off. The bell rings. Uh, Zoe finally actually gains control and starts being really mean to Nikita, shoving her face down to the mat, hitting her with a bunch of kicks and then puts her in this nasty... Uh, ground and pound headlock. Eventually, Nikita gets out of that, hits her with a huge German suplex, and then uh, gets a two count on that. She goes for some sort of spin kick, but instead Zoe hits this crazy. It's not. It wasn't quite Marafuji, but it was like she wasn't looking that way when she mm. spun to hit this kick. So it was pretty impressive. Uh, Lion sold it pretty well as as great, uh, really good. But then kicks out, hits her own super kick to Zoe for a near fall. Uh, eventually, Nikita has Zoe up for. Uh, a roll up, but Zoe counters this and holds the bottom rope. The ref doesn't see it and counts the one, two, three, two sneaky heel finishes in a row. In but a row. Zoe gets the the win, and Nikita is upset. Yeah, I, I see this feud continuing, but I kind of hope we can move Zoe on pretty quickly uh, to something else. I I can't say I'm too into this, but I'm enjoying Zoe's work as a heel, and I I think. Uh, I think a more aggressive side is really working for her, similar to how we're seeing Athena in AEW, where just the aggression is is helping her a lot, I think. Um, Nikita still has a way to go. I think some of her kicks do look quite nice, but there's a lot of kind of still missed stuff, uh, a lot of kind of didn't get all of that kind of moments. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought the match was all right. They do need to change Zoe's, uh, sorry, yeah, Zoe's, Match graphic, because she's still smiley baby face Zoe Stark. Smiley Zoe. She needs something meaner. <laughs> Maybe it's just funnier that she's smiling, because yeah. she's mean. But I, I think uh, a rematch between these two eventually will be pretty good. I, I think these two, I, I think they know each other pretty well, and it could, it, I, I think there's more out of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. We go to Cora Jade backstage, and she's pretty pissed off about Roxanne. I like this, continuing the, the slow kind McKenzie's of... Mackenzie's kind of stirring the pot a bit, yeah. isn't she? I brought you here, Cora, because surely you're pissed off that Roxanne is the champ. Uh, hey, Cora, I was hoping to get a word. Your former best friend who you guys feuded you know, for a few months uh, won the title, and yeah. you didn't. And you almost won that Iron Survivor, yeah, but, but you she didn't. did. She, she did. Yeah. yeah. Mackenzie definitely stirring the pot. Uh, Jade is, is pretty pissed off and says she, she doesn't care about Roxanne, and she'll get hers one day, but then mentions Wendy Chu... And we all know this heated rivalry is in the mix right now. And, well, Wendy Chu attacks Cora Jade here. And these two are getting pulled apart backstage. And I can I can read ahead a bit here. Next week, Cora Jade versus Wendy Chu. When they advertised the match, they did say, like, seeing a new side from Wendy Chu. Mei Ying. Yeah. I, Again. I feel like we've 
we've been teased with this too many times and she's still going to be just in a kind of Christmas pajamas next week. But I, I think both are, are pretty good wrestlers. And um, this, I, I liked actually the, the pull up part here. I thought they, they both went for each other and I, I hope we get a pretty, uh, you know, snug match yeah. next week between these two. Cause I think they're capable of it. Next, we go to the bar. <laughs> Fallon Henley's bar. Oh boy. Yeah, if anyone's been following this saga. So Fallon Henley owns a bar. Well, her family owns a bar. And, well, business hasn't been going too good if you've been following the storyline. So, but she's here with her boys, Briggs and Jensen. And uh, she's talking about how it's pretty tough right now, especially with the holidays and inflation. And, she's, and never any customers. Yeah. They, they overlay It was the Thunderdome. It was the Thunder Bar today, wasn't it? Because yeah, there were there was sound. There was sound there, and I didn't no see one. people. No one. Uh, tr- trust us, we frequent bars. We, yeah. There was nobody in this bar except <laughs> them, and they're wondering why. Uh, so, and even the way they they shot it, they shot it so just tight. Them. It's like when you've got these arenas that are like so like yeah. empty that they really shoot tightly, so you don't see the crowd. But it's like, guys, this is. This isn't real. You've yeah. got people at the PC who you can put in street clothes and have drink a beer in this bar. It's kind of weird. Yeah. They say that they have their fingers crossed and that the, they're going to get the money in because we need that money. And Briggs and Jensen go, we will, we'll help. We're going to help as much as we can. We have our, our tag title match tonight. And when we win, we'll promote the bar. We'll do watch parties. <laughs> they're like us. We'll do watch parties here. We'll host NXT things. The chance was a winner's purse. You just go, yeah, we're gonna, we'll be tag champs, and we'll be making so much yeah. more money. So we'll, we'll help we'll, you out. We'll help you out. And uh, this is when Kiana James and G, Mean Gene, Mean G, walk into the bar, and Kiana walks right up to them and mentions that she heard about your financial troubles. And she snitches on Jensen for basically snitching. Because remember, mm. they were ta- kind of talking. Yeah. Jensen mentioned that you guys were having... Jensen mentioned? <laughs> Jensen mentioned. That's his talk show, isn't it? <laughs> Jensen mentions. Um, she says that Jensen mentioned you guys were in trouble. So uh, I went and investigated and talked to my, my people. And, uh, well, the bank explained to me the troubles your bar was in. So... Uh, you guys owe thousands in commercial and escrow and all this shit I don't understand. Uh, and then she says that when you guys can't make this payment, the bar will be put up for sale and I'll swoop in and buy it from the bank. So she'd already cleared a lot of the debts, Kiana, herself yeah. as well. And yeah. now that puts them in her debt. Right. And that she's going to buy this bar. And then they basically say, how about we have, it's, it's basically, we knew where this was, as soon as they mentioned the bar weeks ago, months ago, we were like, they're going to have a match where the bar's on the line. And look, wouldn't you know it, the bar is on the line. Mm. So next week, the challenge is laid out. The winner of the match between Fallon Henley and Kiana James walks out owning the bar. Damn. As, as Kiana walks off and Fallon says, you're a real bitch. Look, I know they're going to – the plan is for Kiana to turn these into condos, right? Of course, naturally. Uh, I'd, I'd prefer to see Kiana's cabana. <laughs> She's going to turn it into like a club? Yeah. Wow, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, th- this is ridiculous, but I'm kind of – it just reminds me of that uh, – was it Baywatch episode we watched with 
Vader. Vader, yeah. Vader, Hogan, yeah. It, Ric Flair. it feels like that. Macho. I think uh I think Keanu will win next week and then maybe we'll get a a rematch where they get the bar back at some point. I'd like to see it right down to the wire though. I'd want to see the bulldozers like there. <laughs> and then it's like no double or nothing or something. Oh my god. Uh, the acting was so so cringy. It was so like bad tele- telenovela daytime yeah. soap opera Love acting it. here. But I, I get a kick out of it. These stories are so ridiculous, but I'm I'm for it. They've kind of they've they've beaten me into submission with some of these <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah. And Chase You, Fallon's Bar, I'm here. Yeah, I agree. Like we've we've stuck by it for so long that it's like now it's just I it's I like it now. Yeah. Even though it, I know what it is. <laughs> You know, you can you can you can see it from the outside, looking in. But we've been saying like this is what the the stipulation needs to be when it eventually happens. It needs to be the bar. It's better. You, yeah. you need stakes on the line. I am the bar. Yeah, yeah. So next week, bar on the line. We Battle need of the Fallon's bar. Parents like Fallon's parents like I didn't agree to this. We've been talking to some investors. What, <laughs> what the fuck do you about? mean? What do you mean? If you lose a match. We give up our bar. Well, well, Fallon, well, come well, on. well, mom, dad, they, they, uh, they. They said that they would just buy it for a lot of money. Well, then sell it to her for a lot of money. We don't yeah. have money. That's what they should do. Yeah. Clearly, they're not good at booking the bar. It looked like a nice bar. Yeah. You could get people in there. Just so funny. It is a nice bar. I'm surprised they don't have Is it even a real bar? More people. <laughs> is this a real bar? Where can I Google Maps this bar? We've Google Maps some of the other locations from NXT, like Apollo's Diner. Apollo. The yeah. restaurant EO and Zoe went to have sushi yeah. at, uh, found that place. We, we find a lot of these places, but, uh, the bar, what, what's the name of this bar? I mean, also, there's not, nothing stopping, Balance. uh, Briggs and Jensen from hosting watch long parties there anyway. Yeah. Why do they need to be tag champs? To, yeah, we do that. I guess they're like, they're, they're thinking is like, we'll be bigger celebrities. So like more people right. would want to come. But still, like if Briggs and Jensen were hosting a watch along down the road from us, we'd be like, yeah. Yeah. All right, it's not The Rock, but it will do. Yeah. Uh, hey, any Toronto people, we're thinking, trying to put together a Rumble Watch party. Yeah. Trying. We're trying. Our best. Wrestle Kingdom's too early, so we're just going to do that on our own. Yeah. You're not invited. A bit difficult because it's a Saturday in bars. For Rumble, yeah. Yeah, but we, we're looking. We're yeah. looking, guys. Yeah, we're looking. Toronto people, we, we see you. The first poison party. Poison party. Mm. Yeah. We go to a sit-down interview with the new women's champion, Roxanne Perez, and this was awesome. She sat down with Booker T. And, I mean, they show last week when she won and Booker T was crying. Then they cut to Vic and Booker, who are now going to throw to this sit-down interview from earlier today. And Booker's crying. Booker's crying already. And then they cut to the sit-down interview and, well, yep, Booker's, Booker's crying. crying again. So, yeah, Booker's just crying. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, was this now? Yeah. No, no. Man, I, I'm, I'm reading ahead here. Because I wrote down something in all capitals Booker, so I got really excited. Uh, this was oh, a match. got the, the triple threat first. Yeah, right? okay. The reason I got excited about Booker T was because <laughs> there's a, there's a six-person match here. Caden and Katana defending against Ivy and Tatum and Toxic Attraction, right? Yeah. So Booker's going off about how he wishes he was in Vegas. <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the, like, some of the outfits some people I, were I wearing. I feel it might have. I don't know what he was going off. Sorry, I was jumping ahead there, but I ha- I, I rarely type in all capitals Booker T in my notes, so that was <laughs> why that showed up. But yeah, Booker T wishes he was in Vegas uh, tonight. I wonder why. And he was like, "God damn!" <laughs> <laughs> Booker, I uh, 
uh, bless them. Katana Chance and Caden versus Toxic Attraction. No Mandy Rose with them versus Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. Uh, Diamond Mind, Tatum, and Ivy are kind of running stuff early on with hitting double suplexes and a lot of double team moves. Eventually, the, the champs gain control and hit double dives to the outside onto everyone here. When we come back from break, Gigi Dolan's in and hits a beautiful STO for a near fall. Uh, there's then um, running drop kicks from Katana and Caden like in unison. And then a huge double team spot off the top where kind of similar to a match earlier where there's a huge Hurricane Rana off the top on to Tatum Paxley. But it's broken up at 2.9. Uh, all women are in the ring now and everyone's super kicking everyone and attacking everyone. Uh, eventually Ivy assists Tatum for this like spiral tap senton thing, which looked awesome. But again, that is broken up. Tatum like landing on JC's face here pretty <laughs> yeah, much. Look cool Looked though. Nasty. Uh, eventually, uh, Casey, sorry, Katana and Caden going for their 450 neck breaker, but, um, Tatum shoves Caden off. Katana. Katana yeah. off. So it, it leaves. Caden and Ivy alone in the ring and Ivy locks Caden in her dragon suplex uh, sorry dragon sleeper which is just looks awesome I think she's got it with like the hammerlock she goes around her own back to lock in and it looked so tight this move is sweet legit this looked great but while she has it locked in Caden has her foot on the ropes and pushes the ropes bouncing herself backwards and it's the classic upside down pin Mm. with the shoulders down one two three and Caden and Casey, sorry, Casey, no, Caden and Katana, Katana retain the tag titles. I thought this was really strong, especially after the break. It, there was no real downtime in action at all. It was just go, 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 which is often what's quite fun with these triple threat tags. Yeah. Um, but it's everyone's kind of got to be on point. Otherwise, it can get quite sloppy. And I, I thought everyone was on point here. I thought the the sequence with all kind of going down with their super kicks and enziguris and stuff was fun. Um, and I thought the fi- the finish looked excellent here. Uh, that, that submission is great from Ivy. And, um, and I liked how Caden was like selling her neck a lot after, like she was acting like she was choked and stuff because it, re- it looked great. That submission, um, really strong finish here. I, I thought this was very good. And I thought all, all six women really st- uh, stepped up here. No, I agree. I really like this match. There was like nonstop action throughout it. And again, really love that finish the way everything looked from one person pushing the other off and connecting the moves and stuff. But yeah, uh, good stuff. And I'm happy that they like retained. They've been on quite a, a run and eventually these two will be on main roster. They, they've been polishing these moves yeah. and they're getting a lot better. It I feels think. like they are gearing yeah. Ivy and Tatum for that role. I think. Yeah. As well. For sure. Um, so yeah, I could see them. Um, do do you see like Caden's uh, been in the, sorry, um, Katana has been in the rumble quite a few times cause she can always do like a fun spot. Coffee spot. I wouldn't be surprised to see her in the rumble. Again the Katana year. spot. Yeah. Yeah. True. She can like, she like walked up the pole and stuff yeah. like all that crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we go to a vignette here, the nightlife home away from home. It's a, it's uh, Aura Mensa. We've seen him briefly. He was in that ladder match and then just disappeared. But he yeah, came completely over. forgot about this guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's him at the club, and he says he likes to keep it fun, and he likes to keep it fresh. And he says music and wrestling is the same phonetic energy. And he says he's not here for a long time. He's here for a good time. So we've now got in the... On the NXT Monopoly um, board of different locations, the NXT map, we've now got Oro Mensa's club that he DJs at. 
where I assume Odyssey Jones, Malik, and Idris wow. attend. This could be Kiana's cabana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen this guy. He, he, he was in NXT UK. He had a different name, but we've seen him here in NXT. He didn't win that ladder match, but then he, they didn't use him like yeah, at Yeah, I all. completely forgot about this yeah, guy. Yeah, they completely dropped that. So I, at least like giving him kind of a, a shot, if, if that, with these things. But I mean, uh, a guy who likes to party and go out, okay. Let's see. It what... suits this NXT, doesn't it? Yeah. It does, I guess, right? So uh, the the beat was playing. Was that... And then we were like, well, that's, what, what is that? No, wait. What, is that you the... were doing a different yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm getting that's that That's a good one as well. Though. Yeah, yeah. Club bangers. Uh, I would like... You're thinking the Pitbull one, right? I'm thinking Pitbull, yeah. Always Pitbull. All right. Now we can talk about Booker T crying. Yeah. <laughs> so Booker T, Booker T is crying and then throws to the sit-down interview with... With him crying. With him crying. He's with Roxanne, and she's got her NXT Women's Championship. And Booker says that he feels like Morpheus in the Matrix. He says that because you're the one. (laughs) He helped train the one. He said all those years ago, you said you were going to do it, and you did. And then it kind of shows some clips and highlights, including this clip of Roxanne from Total Divas, when she's just a fan outside before an event and asks Natalia advice. And they show this clip here, and and, and this was pretty cool. Uh, Roxy says that she walked into Booker's school at the age of 16, and she said, Booker, I'll do anything to get to WWE. And, well, you did. And Booker says, yes, but you put in the work, and you proved it. She says, I always always wanted to be the youngest NXT champion, but I didn't do that. But instead... Who was the youngest? I'm going to say Paige, right? Oh, right, yeah. She was probably, like, super a little younger, yeah. Yeah. She says that, well, I've been tag champ, I've been women's champ now, and I've even been the first Iron Survivor, the breakout tournament winner. She says, you told me to bet on yourself, so I did. And Booker says, yeah, and brings up reality of wrestling, which I assume is his uh, school, his Mm -hmm. training facility. And then brings up that uh, you're the champ now, which means it's only going to get tougher and tougher, but are you ready? And she says, I am. And yeah, I thought this was pretty good. Yeah, she asked him for more advice as well, and he's like, Keep betting on yourself, kid. Uh, I, I thought this was awesome. We're, we're at a time now where these young wrestlers, like, everything is on camera these days. Everything's on camera phones and things. So it's so easy now. You're a fan. Since you were a kid, you're going to have all these videos, all these photos and things. Right. We've heard the story about how she used to ride a bus for hours just to go to Booker's school. Um, I, I don't think I've been particularly, like, quiet about the fact i do not enjoy booker's commentary i think in this role though it's it's been brilliant and he seems so genuine in this mentor role i would say we didn't need the the sentimental music playing over this because i thought it was strong enough just the two of them talking here but i thought this was a a great a great kind of um cherry on top of the moment from last week having roxanne tell a story um I I thought this was was awesome, and something I realised was in the space of a week, you've had uh, like Roxanne Perez, who was what the first Ring of Honor Women's Champion or or a Ring of Honor Women's Champion, yeah, becoming NXT Champion. At the same time, Athena Ember Moon, who was an NXT Champion, becomes the Ring of Honor Champion. Both trained by Booker T. Nice, as well, the same wow. week, just a little weird. Can you dig Coincidence it? there. But I, I thought this was one of the strongest things on the show tonight. I loved this. When when she asked Booker for advice, what was his advice? 
I think he was like, just keep betting on yourself. Keep doing what you've been doing. Stay away from Kofi Kingston. Yeah. That rat. <laughs> that snake yeah. for no reason. I, I think they're setting up for something big. We'll talk about Booker and Kofi Kingston later, but yeah. I think that's pretty funny. But yeah, I love Booker sitting down here with Roxanne. It felt, it felt genuine. And you're seeing these pictures of Roxanne, like when she's like, Training and, kid, yeah, no, but like she, super oh, young, yeah, like yeah. holding up a championship. Yeah, she's yeah. got her braces and so funny. And yeah, it's great, man. Uh, yeah, I, I think she's such a uh, a great natural baby face. You can completely see that Booker has seen something in this girl for sure for years and believes she's going to be the one. I, I could see her being big stuff on the main roster one day. Yeah, me too. You can kind of do this story again. Cap, you kind of need to capitalize on her while she is young right. if you want to tell that story on the main roster. And I mean she's great so she is. It, it it could work. Are you ready for Apollo? Apollo. Apollo comes out looking pretty fly, decked in all black. He says I want to come out here first of all to congratulate Roxanne Perez for winning the NXT Women's Championship. And then he says, "But I'm I came back to NXT for the NXT title." And I didn't get it, but he says, just because I didn't win this past week at the deadline show doesn't mean I won't be champion. And I still have come back here to NXT for this title, for this energy, for this crowd. I'm still in title contention, and Vengeance Day are, is still in my sights. When Carmelo Hayes music hits, and out comes Melo and says, bitch, I'm the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says, uh, look, Apollo. You nice, but you may think you got it all, but the one thing you don't got is me. So if you think you're next in line for a title shot, you better get behind me or else I'll have to put another future Hall of Famer in the list of jerseys in the rafters. Kind of mentioning a lot of other mm. – the, his gimmick of put, retiring you yep. essentially. Uh, Cruz says, wow, hey, Mello, I expected a lot more from you, you know, especially from what I've seen. And this is all you – you got well he goes carmelo you run your mouth a lot and you say you're the best but don't forget that there's always somebody better than you out there and then mocks Mello and says and i am <laughs> i am so yeah it looks like we're setting up for apollo cruz versus carmelo hayes in one of those kind of i guess unofficial number one contenders matches yeah sounds great i think you need You've needed to separate Mello from this North American division after after failing to win that. Um, I think you do need a couple of wins over kind of credible people first. Because I've never liked it when you've seen someone lose the North American Championship and it's like, well, now I'm going to go for the bigger title right away. It's right. like, well, you just lost a lesser title in a way. So yeah. this makes sense. I think the match could be really good. As I said, Mello rarely misses. Uh, Apollo Crews, they, they have bungled his character a bit in NXT, but he he can go in the ring. He's great. So, yeah, this kind of has my attention and will bridge the gap before, I assume, Mello and Brock. I assume this is somewhat of a number one contenders match. Mello gains the the the, the win over him and then going forward to Vengeance Day. That is the and match. And this will be Come New on. Year's Evil, I assume? New Year's Evil, these two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? That'll be a good match. And I thought Polo sounded good here. Uh, he, he needed to, after that loss, he needed to come out and kind of have a good promo. And I thought he had it here. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't have any visions no. tonight, unfortunately. We go backstage and we see the new day and <laughs> Xavier Woods is definitely just putting little, he always did this on SmackDown with the new day stuff where they're always like 
inserting weird little like throwaway things like right before they're being yeah. interrupted if you listen closely and if you were listening closely uh xavier woods hit kofi kingston with this great little tidbit of knowledge that i'll repeat for you here he said to kofi isn't it crazy that the number of people older than you will never increase whoa mind blown Income pretty deadly, <laughs> and pretty deadly are carrying all these different boxes of gifts, wrapped presents, mm. Christmas presents, and they say, here it is. Here's all the stuff you asked for, and, well, it's apparent that the New Day have now, since they gave Briggs and Jensen a title shot for pledging the allegiance, which Pretty Deadly could not do, uh, they've now got a Christmas list, and if Pretty Deadly can get them everything on that Christmas list, they'll give Pretty Deadly a title shot. So they go, did you get us everything we wanted? Yes. Okay. Well, what about those Ahmed Johnson shoulder pads from his run from Legion of Doom? They go, yeah, yeah, we got them. They're here. Okay, cool. Uh, what about Santino's Cobra? Yep, we got that here too. Okay, cool. Uh, what about Nail's prison outfit? And Pretty Deadly go, look, we couldn't get that. He, I think he's probably still in jail. <laughs> and uh, that, got a, got, that got a reaction from me. Uh, they're like, wait, so you're not going to go to a prison to You're get not going to get it for us? Well, then, like, you didn't get us everything. Therefore, why should we give you the title shot? Uh, but basically, we're getting a title rematch yeah. between these two. But I could not believe that we got a Ahmed Johnson and Nails yeah. to Zed uh, reference. I thought I thought this was really funny. Yeah. Reminds me of that. There's a task on The Apprentice every year where... They get given a, a list of all these items they have to buy and right. and get them for the cheapest price and get them to the boardroom. Right, it's okay. like that with this. You know who they needed to hit up? Top dollar. Oh, AJ for all the, the the hidden treasures show. <laughs> yeah, did that's true. To like try and get them. Where can we get Ahmed things. Johnson's shoulder? Hey, I'm pads. trying to track down the nails. Uh, that would that would be a great hidden. Uh, is it hidden treasures? Was that what it was hidden called? treasures? Pretty deadly. Just looking for nails is prison out. I think pretty deadly would be great hosts of yeah that show. I also just really like New Day and Pretty Deadly hanging out. It's, I almost don't think they're bad. They're enemies. It, no, I, <laughs> I, they're boys. You kind of felt bad for Pretty Deadly. Yeah, of here. course. It, it's almost um, like you know, uh, like inductions into fraternities when they're like just giving yeah. the, the kids, the little kids, these tasks yeah. to do. Uh, I, I think they've got good chemistry, these two teams. So not like a particularly heated feud for the tag titles, sure. but I think if we have Kofi and Woods just defending against fresh tag teams every week until you lead up to this match, and I assume pretty deadly get the win back, I'm kind of okay with that. I, I wonder if you hold this all the way till Vengeance Day. Yeah, I think you could do. Right? Like that could... That I think could you'd want sense. New Day on the... You, you need a couple of like traveling big show. stars yeah. on the on the traveling show, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what would what what kind of hidden treasures wrestling merch would you like want? We've talked about in the past how uh, I've seen this guy who goes to shows. He's got like different chairs from different mm. events, and he's got the Survivor Series '97 signed by Sean and Brett. And mm. I'm like, that is a That's crazy piece of wrestling merch. But what would it would be for you? I'd want the spinner title signed by Dolph Ziggler <laughs> and, Chris, and Jericho? Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. I already have that for you. <laughs> Um, I want Steve Blackman's kendo stick. Oh yeah, the one he used against Shane at SummerSlam. Yeah, I want that yeah. one. Um, I uh, well, you know, we need to track down a DX bucket hat for DX for bucket Detroit. hat. Is it definitely anyone out there who knows where to find one? Uh, Kane's cape. Kane's cape. Oh wow, I think that's on. The, Is that on Hidden Treasures? On Hidden Treasures with Kane. I know they so. do one of his masks and things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, like 
Undertaker's original face mask. Thing. Undertaker's Godfather pants. Undertaker's Godfather <laughs> pants. Wow. What would you even do with them? Wear them? <laughs> They'd be like up to my, my nipples. Hopefully everyone understands what, what we're talking about. If you don't. Google Undertaker Godfather <laughs> pants. Was it, against, was it against Kurt? Who was he facing? I don't know. So under, the story is Undertaker like lost his, his luggage. So he had, you know, BSK always comes in and the Godfather's like, yo, you can wear my pants. Because they're similar height, I guess. Yeah, but snakes. Yeah, it was against Kurt Angle. <laughs> Survivor Series 2000. It's oh. the picture of him like wearing it. Yeah, I know the picture. Coat. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, Undertaker uh, Godfather pants is the, the, the new one. hidden treasure. We just we have them and just hang them up behind us for our set. Or like if they come out with a figure of Taker <laughs> in those pants, absolutely. Yeah, someone needs to custom make. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. Let us know at Poison Ryan. Is it too Pod. late to find you a late Christmas gift? <laughs> <laughs> Undertaker Godfather pants. Wow. Uh, well, we then go to backstage, and Alba Fire is scheduled to wrestle a match, but she's blindsided backstage by literally, literally blindsided because she's misted in the face from the witch. Uh, Iladon. Iladon. So then she's checked on and she's brought back into like the, the medical room to see what's what's going on with her face and can she wrestle later tonight. We go to Odyssey Jones, Idris, and Malik backstage. They're leaving the, the venue and they see Ava Rain from the Schism, Young Rock, hanging out. And they're like, hey, what's going on? You want to come to the club? We're going to get two-step. And then they start to dance. And Ava says, oh, yes, I know what you're doing. And you're, you're the feeling. The feeling you're chasing is temporary. Yes, so Ava Rain's just talking like Joe Gacy now. Mm. And uh, look, they say, if you don't want to join us, that's fine. But like you and your, your friends in the schism, that's, that's all bullshit as they're interrupted by the schism. And uh, they say that you guys live with false reality and say, have fun tonight. So... They leave, which we now know set up a match for next week. The Schism versus Jones, Idris, and Malik. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed the kind of, like, turn with the Schism. I think it's working so much better since Ava Rain's joined it. Uh, this match could be fun. Uh, Malik and Idris are always showing up, I think, in their tag matches. GYV, very good. Casey, I think his wrestling's pretty good. I'd like to see Odyssey Jones kind of step up a bit in this. For sure. Did you see Idris Anofe on Twitter posting a video of him getting a tattoo of the WWE logo on his chest? Now, he did not have the tattoo on this in this segment, but we mentioned this show was taped. That so was it, I feel like it's not real. I feel like why it, would you do that? It never shows him actually getting it. It's just okay. right before the like the outline. Unless he's got an after video or an after pick, which I have not seen. So I tattoo reveal. Oh no, is it real? It's not real. I think it's drawn on. Yeah, no, it's he's not just real. Drawn that yeah, on. I, 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 a lot of people online were like, "There's no way." He would get WWE logo tattooed that's, on him. That's such a like, terrible. That's idea. a four lifer. There's no way he'll ever be. Uh, all elite. Like you I, hope he got a job I forever. Mean, people are reporting. People are saying it's a real this, tattoo. Like it's real. I don't think someone would do that. I don't think you would get. Oh, I love tattoos, but I don't. That's a that weird. That would one. be. That's a weird. That's a weird flex. That is, in my opinion, not. 
Like yeah. the dude is jacked. He's he could have a million different cool tattoos all over. Yeah, his other one isn't very cool either, is it's it? It's just so WWE logo. It's not even the scratch WWE logo. It's the new like the network logo. That is. Bizarre. I don't believe it. I don't believe yeah. it's real. I thought the same about uh, Cody's, Cody's neck tattoo. We're like, no, he's that's, that's paint. Fake. It's, yeah, it's, it's fake. a big match. It's fake. Side of paint. And then he, on his... he's in a headlock for a while. We're like, it's huh, not rubbing it's not off. Rubbing off. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be Idris in this tattoo. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. We go to our next match, Indy Hartwell versus Electra Lopez. Uh, Electra, is, I love her music. It's very like techno, EDM kind of clubby. It fits in with uh, Aura Mensa's club mm. uh, earlier on. Uh, so these two got some beef. I believe there was more TikTok stuff that we watched last week that you see kind of behind the scenes. Uh, these two start going at it and they're scrapping. Uh, Lopez is just bullying her here, putting her to the mat, grinding her down and keeps putting her in headlocks. Eventually, Hartwell comes back with a series of clotheslines and then uh, tries to set her up to go up top. But when Electra gets, gets up, starts climbing the turnbuckle herself and... What I thought, what I thought she was untying the, the turnbuckle like we see in wrestling quite often, but no, she was grabbing brass knuckles from inside a turnbuckle pad. When Indy goes to back suplex her, she nails her in the head, lands on top of her. The ref doesn't see the knucks. One, two, three, Lopez pins Indy. But after the match, she, she looks down at Indy and says, I'm always one step ahead of you. Mm. So she, she planted the knucks before the match started and then had them waiting there. Yeah. I didn't think too much of this. Yeah. I, Electra Lopez still isn't there in ring for me. I think she's got a great presence about her. Um, I think her, her looks great. Like all the kind of, you know, fancy clothes she wears, have that great ring jacket and stuff. But when it comes to the bell, she's just not really hitting for me. And Indy is someone we find... I, I don't think she's great at raising like people greener than her. I think Indy, when she's against someone good, can really step up and have a good match. But she almost performs to the level of who she's facing, I think. Which, which has meant since really the Dexter stuff and the Way stuff kind of finished, she's just been in this weird stop-start floating around... Sometimes having good matches, sometimes having pretty bad matches. And I can't say I'm really on board with her. Yeah, I, I feel like Indy should just be up with the, the way and that Dexter stuff. Like that Dexter stuff got over for both sake, like for both yeah. of them. I know Dexter's busy losing to The Miz on Raw. And I mean, hey, we, we used to talk about a one Bronson Reed oh, we quite a lot. In? Yeah, we used to we used to do this thing where we pour one out for people who you know either get released from WWE NXT or move up to main roster when we lose someone in NXT. But but really, we got to pour it back in because Jonah Rock is back. Yeah, apparently uh, on Raw. So that's that's all right. I, I'm not surprised he's coming back. Um, I I kind of expected him there a bit earlier. The reaction was very quiet. I yeah, but what know, do you expect? Yeah, people don't know who he is. Really, yeah. like it's it's. It's not, it's a very dedicated fan base that watch NXT. And that's not just today. That's always kind of been the case. Yeah. So people aren't, unless you debut someone 
Night After Mania or something like that. You could have just gave him a few vignettes and you weren't expecting him to I come out. I think so. Then, and yeah. it, it's kind of, it's kind of Triple H doing that thing that Tony Khan's been doing, doing debuts for the sake of doing debuts. Whereas I think a, a Bronson Reed is someone you can build up over a few weeks with the vignettes, show his stuff from NXT. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm you- happy for it. I like him and I think he's good and, and could be, could be something on the main roster. Yeah. Um, yeah. Poor went out for the mighty don't need. Where's Champa? He's injured. Is he injured? He was hurt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was hurt. Uh, we go to Wes Lee, the North American champion backstage. Uh, he's with McKenzie and he mentions that he is a fighting champion. And yes, he did agree to the match with Tony D'Angelo and he can't wait to put that all behind him and says, after I beat Tony, I'm going to move on and I'm going to beat the biggest mouth in NXT to the biggest baddie, meaning Dijak. He says that, uh, Tony's going to try to take this title, but after he fails, I'm going to have Dijak lurking. And then he references hard justice, this whole Dijak Terminator mm. thing. Uh, so yeah, he's basically letting us know, Hey, when I beat Tony D'Angelo, I'll face Dijak. I'm going to call it now. Dijak costs Tony next week. And then you have the singles match. Tony costs Dijak. And then we're probably having a triple threat at New Year's Evil. Yeah. That makes the most sense. Yeah. Some hard justice. Hard justice. Great TNA pay-per-view. Hard justice. Maybe that's Dijak's just favorite pay-per-view series that he's like, I'm going to use that as my catchphrase. Oh, we also had our Alba Fire being cleared, right? She, they don't, they're like, hey, you probably shouldn't wrestle. And she's like, no, I'm going to wrestle. So. <laughs> she turned Irish as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. The other one's Irish. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Happy St. Andrew's Day, everybody. Uh, Happy Burns Night? When's that? Burns Night's next month. Shit. We'll definitely do something. Haggis? That. We've got to get our haggis on. Yeah. We go to, are you ready? Chase you. Yeah. Chase you Christmas party at the university and everyone's lining up to give the professor Andre Chase his Christmas gift. And uh, we see Thea gives Andre Chase a brand new sweater. It's exactly the same sweater he wears every day. Anyways, yep. the red Chase you sweater. Oh, they, they get, you know, you wash yeah. it a few times and stuff. You, you need more of the same. Exactly. Uh, and then someone walks in the line, gives Andre a um, fruitcake. And Andre just, <laughs> Scott fucking Scott. He hit. says, fruitcake? I hate fruitcake. Don't you know I'm allergic to fruitcake? And you see other people on the line who also have fruitcake are like, Ugh, and they like <laughs> run away and disperse. Was there a deal at Sobeys or whatever it was? What, what do they have down cake? there? Publix? Yeah. Down in Orlando? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree with Andre Chase. What fruitcake is so, like, why is that such a thing? I like fruitcake, but I'd, I'd be mad if 10 people bought me fruitcake. Yeah. But you like fruitcake? Have you ever bought a fruitcake? Do fruit you remember cake? that time we, uh, we hosted Christmas and four people brought brownies and none of them. Nobody ate any brownies? No, none of them were of the good kind. Right. It's yeah. like four stoners bought just regular brownies <laughs> to our Christmas dinner. We're like, what are you doing? Like, like uh, you know, a uh, uh, hash fruitcake might be better, mm. but fruitcake is like definitely like... You hate raisins though, don't you? Yeah, raisins fucking suck. <laughs> I, I don't mind a fruitcake, but I can't say I'd be thrilled with it as a present. Yeah. Well, some of the other people here like realize, well, I can't give Professor Chase this fruitcake. But in line is Duke Hudson, who's in line, and he realizes I can't give my shitty. He, I don't even think he had a gift. He didn't. He forgot. He thought he, it was on Thursday. Right. He said. So he talks to this one guy and says, "Hey, uh, I heard I heard the office 
in the university asking for you something about your like uh your your scholarship not getting covered this this semester you better go talk to them i'll hold this for you and wait in line for you and the guy says oh thanks duke and then runs off and then duke goes up to mr chase and says i got you this gift and it's a plaque that says number one professor and He's like, what do you get for the man who has everything? <laughs> <laughs> a plaque that says number one oh. professor. And then Andre Chase is just so heartstruck by this. He loves this. He says, bring it in. And everyone hugs. And it's a Chase U Christmas. There's a great shot of Duke Hudson. Yeah, at the very after. end. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, this is brilliant. Like, honestly, it's so stupid. Yeah. And it's one of those things where if it was... If it was other people in these roles who are maybe, you know, not quite as good performance or good actors at it, this could be so shit. I find it so entertaining every week. This is now kind of the first glimpse of, okay, Duke Hudson is still a bit of that. There's yeah, still that cheeky. scumbag in him. Yeah. Um, but is he doing it for out of a genuine love for Andre Chase or is he taking down Chase you from within? Uh, his facial, re- I thought Duke was fantastic. His, his look at the end is like the end of Thriller with Michael Jackson's face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so fun. Like, go and watch this thing. It's so ridiculous. Maybe I'm on my own. I, no, I was I listening love to John. John Pollock loves this chase. We said stuff. it. Like, yo, look, look. It's the most consistent thing going on in NXT right now, I'd say. Like, yeah. it's just every week, these segments are just so entertaining. We say it every week that it's like the NXT equivalent of the bloodline, Sami Zayn. Yeah. It's just a little different with Duke you like being very snaky mm. with them. But here, definitely stealing another student's gift. I mean, this kid's going to surely rat on him and mm. be like, yeah, that was my gift. That's right. RYN in the, in the chat's reminding us. He says, oh, the, the principal wants you. And he's like, principal, don't you mean Dean? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the Dean. Still the Australian. Yeah, my Australian. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is hilarious. The, the, the end shot of his face oh, definitely so funny. had me laughing. We go backstage and we see Briggs and Jensen and Fallon who are getting ready for their tag team title match coming up, the main event. And they mention uh, that, you know, they're going to win tonight. And when they're champions, they're going to help bring in the they're going to help save the bar. And then when it's announced that next week is, in fact, the battle battle for the bar of the bar. Yeah. Battle for the bar next week. Uh, Jensen rocking a very nice Bam Bam. uh, Corey Gordy. yeah. Yeah. Love that. I think we, we glossed over Isla Dawn attacking Alba Fire's hand. Alba had a match with Sol Ruka. Oh, did I fly? Uh, is that coming up? Oh, yeah, no. No, that was just before Chase U. Sorry, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Sol Ruka was supposed to go one-on-one with Alba Fire. I love the transition for Sol Ruka's entrance. So you're in one shot that they're like the backstage interview, and then it's a wave washover, yeah. and then her logo shows up. Oh, man. Uh, also, if you follow Sol Ruka, Sol Ruka mm. on her social media, like she lives the surfer gimmick. All she's mm. doing is walking on her hands on the beach and surfing and stuff like that. But yeah, she's supposed to go up against Alba Fire, but Isla Dawn attacks her and beats her up and grabs her hand and smashes it in between the steel steps. And uh, this is when... all vicious th- attack here. Yeah. Uh, she was wearing a crazy outfit here. It's trying to creep in outfit of the year here. Yeah. I would still say Jade... Cargill is winning for that the, the dollar money bill. thing, yeah. uh, but this was this was a, a definitely an outfit for a witch. But yeah, uh, this this uh, this things ju- you don't say every day. <laughs> that was definitely an outfit for a witch. <laughs> <laughs> the nicest way it's, I could say it. <laughs> it sounds like a saying that's been around. Br- bring it back. Yeah, let's make it a it thing. Sounds like a regalism. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like an outfit for a witch. Oil painting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, this feud will continue, but I imagine that also this singles match is going to happen at New Year's Evil. With some stipulation, I imagine, no yeah. DQ, something like that. Yeah, no DQ. Because we've had one match, haven't we? Witchcraft match, yeah. voodoo a match. witchcraft match. Something like that. But yeah, I, I like, I'm like i liking Isla Dawn, man. I, I like this yep. character kind of. She, she pulls off the witch. It's such an easy like trope to go to, but I think she, out of anyone, does pull it off more than... They kind of did the Bray Wyatt thing after where oh, her yeah. voice was like, like laughing over and over again and they were flickering... The lights, yeah. like she's doing witchy, witchy things. Witchy stuff, because you know why? She's a witch. That's right. We go to Drew Gulak backstage. Uh, sorry, not backstage. In like his training facility, mm. in his school, I guess. And he's wrestling with some guy, and he's teaching him how to do drop downs and arm bars and stuff. When Hank Walker walks into the, the area and says, Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt Mr. Drew Gulak. And he's like, Oh, just call me Drew. And he says, hey, I just want to talk to you. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I want to get better at this. So I want some advice if you have any to offer me. And Drew says, well, you know what? Actually, next week in the ring on NXT, I'm going to have a seminar. And I want you to show up. I don't want you to take part. I just want you to show up and observe next week. And Hank says, all right, I'll d- I can do that. And he says, all right, I'll see you there. Sounds good. So, yeah, Hank wanting to kind of get some wrestling knowledge and advice. I like it. I think, I thought Drew actually sounded very natural here. You can tell this is what he does. Like he, he trains there, right? Yeah. Uh, you can tell he's, he seemed very natural in this role. Um, and I like Hank, who's, whose character is, you know, he's, he's the security guard. He's been in the PC, but he hasn't been good enough, but kind of lucked his way into this contract. Then he's like, no, I want to, I want to wrestle. Um, it, it works with this Charlie Dempsey story going on. Yeah, I hope Charlie's there next week. I hope he's in the seminar. Yeah. So we kind of see, like, it's kind of like Karate Kid where Walker's watching the dojo like, oh, shit, that's what these guys do? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. By by next year, Hank will be fucking jacked. Yeah. Call him Hank Gunther because this Hank guy's going to be a beast. Junior. He's Hank Saber Jr. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> if you get trained by Drew Gulak yeah. and William Regal... Yeah. <laughs> he's probably back. <laughs> he's probably there, training him. Can't wait. That's I. I like the, the Gulak being here. I like Gulak. Me too. I, I, I'm in, genuinely interested in the whole Charlie Dempsey thing, and the story with Hank has been pretty fun. So, kind of intertwining this is is pretty interesting. We go to our. I mean, uh, is this our main event of the match? Uh, not not really. Uh, one of our tag matches here, the tag team title match, mm. Briggs and Jensen going up against the champions, the New Day. So these two got the title match because they were, they could pledge the allegiance. So they, they got this one and they deserved it. I guess. Yeah, they did. America. Uh, Booker T starts off when the new day are making their entrance and says, Hey, I just want to say, I just want to congratulate the new day for ending pretty deadly's greatest runs. One of the greatest runs in NXT history. Just like starts rip, like pretends he's about to say something nice. It's so funny that he's a like a pretty deadly, yeah guy. He says it's all uh, it's all thanks to New Day for ruining the one of the best runs in NXT history, and Pretty Deadly should be the champions. And this is a travesty. Mm-hmm. Just starts ripping Kofi and Xavier Woods yet again. This is all setting up for Booker versus 
Kofi it's, or it's something. I don't know. It's got to. Booker was wrestling again recently, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he's getting ready. I, as I said last week, I could see him maybe doing a rumble spot with Kofi, perhaps. But they're, they're really hitting it over the head. His, like, it, he gets nasty about Yeah, he's them. mean. But it's so purpose, I think it's I wonder purpose. if you do a... Yeah, it feels like For sure. It. Wonder if a tag match or Booker versus Kofi. I see maybe more a tag match. Booker and Bad Bunny versus The New Day at WrestleMania. Okay. <laughs> or I don't know. Like, where's Stevie Ray? It's like, I don't know. We can't see Stevie no, Ray. No. Booker and Bad Bunny could work. Just because he's I got that I feel song. like you'd maybe want to turn New Day heel for that. Yeah, true. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess Booker doing... There is must be a reason for this. I, Booker it feels like him. it. Yeah, definitely. Well, Briggs and Jensen versus New Day. And uh, we have... Uh, Kofi and Jensen start off here and they have a really good back and forth where they're, they're carrying each other's moves. Eventually, uh, it's J- uh, Brooks who hits him with a huge power slam for a near fall. Eventually, Kofi tags in Xavier and they come tagging back and forth, hitting double teams on Jensen. Eventually, he makes a tag to Briggs who comes in just like a brick shit house here. He's running through these guys. They do their double team outside the ropes, double punch to the face. Uh, there's then uh, New Day eventually gaining control over Jensen again when Kiana James and G are s- now sitting in the crowd cheering on their man Jensen mm. here. Uh, as the match continues, Kofi hits a huge crossbody off the top for a near fall and then the SOS on Brooks Jensen, but he grabs the rope. The the young the veteran. The young man. veteran. <laughs> yeah. Jensen. Uh, Briggs eventually comes back and he's just doing these like... He throws the guy against the ropes on the outside and then clubs them. We've seen, I think, Dame. J- J.D. Drake. J.D. Drake? Do- yeah. yeah, J.D. Drake does it. That's right. Uh, he's doing these huge things. I mean, Kabashi's done it back in the day. but The one to Woods just took his oh! fucking head off. Man, I was losing my mind at that one. That was pretty wild. He gets inside the, r- the ring and Kofi's laid out. So Briggs, who's the bigger of- in the whole match here, climbs to the top rope and hits this huge moonsault landing on Kofi. But Kofi kicks out at two. Uh, this was fantastic. This yeah. was great. Uh, Huge moonsault. Looked, looked good as well. Like, yeah. For a big man. Like, he, he got nice height and a nice arch on this. There's a huge hope spot where they hit their double team, like, the the hard attack, but with a big boot combo. We've mm. seen them win matches with this. But Kofi kicks out at two. The crowd here are going nuts. They set up Kofi for what looks to be, like, some sort of doomsday device. But Cody, uh, sorry, Kofi counters Briggs and hits him with a... Poison Rana. Shout out Poison Ranas. And then Kofi hits him with the Trouble in Paradise and then uh, tags in Woods. Kofi hits a tope to the outside, taking out Briggs. And Xavier goes up top and hits the huge elbow drop for the win. Sorry, I think he pins Briggs. But yeah, New Day retain. And yeah, Jensen got shoved off the, yeah. the top rope to the outside. New Day retain in a pretty awesome match. I really like this. I, I kind of felt uh, some... Like pride in my boys Briggs and Jensen here because I, I thought they really came out and stepped up for this match. And if this is what a New Day run's going to do in NXT, I'm all for it. I thought, uh, I thought uh, Jensen really, really hung as you said at the beginning of there with Kofi. He got his mouth busted as well. He was bleeding. This kid's 21. Like he's he's young, and I do see potential in him. Briggs uh, really showing. I think what uh, what people used to see in kind of those. Evolve days, really what he's capable of. That that moonsault was excellent. Um, I think these two, who we used to just rip, when when these two were first put together, it didn't seem like they were 
there was any natural chemistry before them. It felt like they were given these these characters of these, you know, men who like to go to the bar and drink beer. Like and they like to cook their steaks, medium, rare. <laughs> like, it didn't seem natural. It felt very forced. And over these, like, 18 months we've seen, I think they've become very natural as a team. Uh, Fallon definitely helped them, and I, I thought they really stepped up in this match. Easily you know, their best worthy match. Worthy main event. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Honestly, really love this match. These two have definitely turned around. We we weren't the only people when these guys showed up that were kind of chirping these guys. Like, mm. okay, they're they they tagged Briggs, who was already kind of a bigger deal and involved and stuff with this younger, you know, second generation wrestler of Jensen, but mm. super young and like really green. And over time, like, yeah, like still coming into their own with, you know, the character and the acting and stuff. It's pretty just redneck, the bar type people. But the wrestling I, is really you can clicking. You see them in that kind of APA role sure. on the main roster, you know, like not always wrestling matches, but having some fun backstage skits and and as like just a big, like kind of brawly tag team who have, have stepped up to the modern day as well, doing things like... I just, and stuff. Yeah, Briggs stepped up too. Everyone, yeah. everyone looked good. The New Day since coming to NXT has helped this tag division. It, bringing out big matches like this, I can't wait to see New Day versus Idris and Malik. Idris and Malik, uh, I guess GYV, you know, Dyad we Schisms, can have. Yeah. Um, Schism lads. You've got, who else? Uh, Creed Brothers, perhaps. I feel like the, the end game of the titles goes to the Creeds eventually. Yeah. Uh, Sangha and... Veer. Sound Veer. Right? Yeah, I, I hope we see a... I'd, I'd like to see New Day featured kind of every week doing these kind of things. But this was my this match. Was, yeah, match of the night. really strong. Uh, there were, you know what? All the, I, I thought a lot of the... Ma- all the matches tonight. Really, uh, except maybe the Indy Electra Lopez one. No, I'd say this was my match of the night, and which is saying something because you had, you know, Carmelo and Axiom on this show. Exactly. The three-way, the, the triple threat women's tag, I thought. I thought they really stepped up. Uh, yeah, I was, I was impressed. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited. And I, I do want to see Booker in the Rumble. I need Kofi in the Rumble. He, he has announced he is in he's the Rumble. He's kind of said he's, because he, he botched his, yeah. his Kofi spot last year. So yeah. he's going to, there's a, that's a lot of pressure. Man, I can't imagine the pressure, but I cool. can't wait. Yeah. We go to Stax backstage. If you remember, Tony told him to go talk shit to Dijak. Yeah. So we see Stax and he says, uh, he's looking at someone, but we can't see who he's talking to. And he says, Look here, it's going to be Tony D facing Wes. And after he's done, then you get the shot. So it doesn't matter. You don't get the shot, you jabroni. And then the camera pans out and we realize he wasn't talking to Dijak. He was talking to the door of Dijak's dressing room. So he eventually slaps himself in the face and says, I got to do this. So he walks into Dijak's office. Just doesn't, walks doesn't right in. Knock. Doesn't even knock. Just you goes in. CM Punk's not in there. Yeah, wow. Uh, he goes in and we don't know what happens. We don't see a conclusion to this. I would say we'll get one next week saying this is what happened and right. his face is busted. Don't know if there's been anything on .com or anything. Yeah, his, just he, finding he's going to be dead. He's, he's dead. Yeah. I, I thought he was very funny here. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy stacks. When they, when it didn't show who he was talking to, I was like, oh, he's clearly like talking to a mirror or something, trying to like hype himself up. I thought he was going to do this thing, pan, see the door there, and then Dijak's actually behind him and right. the whole thing. And or then he like throws that. him through the door. Yeah. would have been pretty great too. We get another video for the countdown on New Year's Evil and uh, Mysterious Blonde Woman. And it says, coming soon, no resolutions needed. The voice didn't necessarily sound like Tiffany, but... No, I think it was maybe just a generic voiceover, but I assume this is Tiffany Strand. Yeah, me too. 
Can't wait. We see Ivy, Niles, Tatum, Paxley, and Diamond Mine. Maybe it's Roderick Strong. Like we haven't seen him. It for was a, a blonde while. woman. Yeah, but. maybe. I mean, he's been away for a while. <laughs> in that in that wheelchair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever he's been doing there. Where is Roderick Strong? He needs to be hanging out with Gulak and Charlie Dempsey. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Ivy, Tatum, and Diamond Mine, meaning uh, Julius and Brutus, are in the parking lot. They should be careful. Uh that when they're asked about a tough loss tonight and they say, but uh, it's fine. You know, we will, we take a loss and we made great strides tonight. And this is when Veer and Sanga show up and say, Hey, it looks like you two guys are clear. Uh, am I hearing that right? You're cleared. That means we can fight. And Julia says, yeah, well, next week I have a one-on-one match with JD McDonough and I'll show you what I'm going to do to him is exactly what we'll do to you. And after I beat him, we can have our match. So I assume that's also at New Year's Evil. Sounds good. Julius and JD. Yeah, hell yeah. For sure. Uh, next week is JD versus Julius. The battle for the bar, Kiana and Fallon. Jade versus Wendy Chu. And a six-man schism versus Idris Jones and Malik. Cool. So yeah, pretty stacked. Oh, it's Tony D and Wes Tony D well. and Wes for the North American. Yeah. Our main event kind of segment, Angle here. We see Grayson Waller, who's been calling out Braun Breaker... All night, running back and forth in between segments, calling out Braun and saying Braun is a coward for not showing up, even though he's doing press, quote-unquote. Waller is sporting a very tight, white, ripped jeans, and then a brown, fuzzy coat, little brown, fuzzy coat. Looked very stylish, but mm. I'm like, it's Florida. I know he's Australian, but like, he looked very warm. Mm. We would soon figure out why he was wearing this. He then says, uh, Braun, where are you at? You are a coward. And I, everyone knows that I am the biggest star here in NXT and not anyone can touch me. Not here, not there, not a man nor woman, not NXT, not main roster. No one can do what I can do. And Braun, I know they say you got that dog in him, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to beat you and become new NXT champion. When the camera cuts backstage in the parking lot, we know it. The black... Dodge Charger shows up. Braun Breaker. <laughs> Braun Breaker shows up. He gets out the car. He's got the title on. He walks through the hall like Goldberg. You can just hear the crowd doing the Braun. What's his equivalent? The dog barks, I guess, instead of Goldberg. It's just the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Braun walks out. The music hits. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Braun walks out. Very Goldberg-esque through the hallway. Out through Gorilla. Walks down the ramp, runs into the ring, and spears Grayson Waller. But Braun doesn't get up. Grayson Waller, however, does get up, stands up to his feet, and unzips his brown fuzzy jacket to reveal a metal-plated safety vest. Mm. It's the the Goldberg Bret Hart spot. The the Back to the Future 3, the Fistful of Dollars. 2022 really has been the year of Bret Hart tributes, hasn't it? It really has. There was a real resurgence this year. Uh, yeah, like it's, we all know the original angle, but I'm, especially because Bron is Goldberg. Goldberg, he's got the tattoo, he yeah. says he's his favorite wrestler, he does his moves and stuff. I thought this was quite good. And actually, I thought Waller seemed a bit more legitimate this week. He was like, less cheesy lines and was a bit more aggressively calling out Bron and getting the upper hand on him here. I think it, I think he came out this show looking more credible than he was 
the week before. I don't see him taking this title from Bron, but I thought they did. It, it was a better build for this than, say, some of the stuff we had going into Deadline. Like, exactly. Already this yeah, is better than yeah. the Apollo brute. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think Grayson's on quite a nice track at the moment of yeah. being a top heel here. Yeah, he grabs the microphone as Braun is just laying there knocked out and has the vest on and like the metal part underneath mm. it and then says, see, Braun, I outsmarted you. And at New Year's Evil, I'm taking the title. Uh, I, I thought this was, you're right, this is the most legit he's looked ever. And doing this classic spot, obviously, A, big fan of Fistful of Dollars, B, big fan of Back to the Future 3, check yeah. out our review a few weeks ago. And obviously, the Goldberg Bret Hart spot. It's, it was great. And it definitely gets me excited to see Braun now gonna absolutely rip this guy's head off yeah. at this, at this show. That's what I imagine this match is, by the way. And you'll have probably some sort of cheat spot from Waller, which is the hope spot. You're like, oh, he's gonna get him again. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. No, uh, really like this. It's pretty funny referencing all those other stuff, but good, great stuff from, best stuff from Waller for sure, because he didn't just sound like a dork. He just actually seemed, like a villain, like a legitimate, like... And having him stand in the ring, like, no, come on, fight me. Because yeah. you expected him to be mouthing off and then exactly. him to come and just scarf. Shout out Braun selling it. Like, I yeah. love watching it. You ever watch the Goldberg one back? I yeah. watched that one a bunch where he just, he hits his head and, and it's the same thing. Like, you can enter a Simpson sound effect yeah. into that, no problem. And he just drops. But yeah, that was NXT this I thought week. It was a great episode this week. Yeah, really strong. Honestly, it was. Like I, I, I call me crazy. Love my wrestling for wrestling, and it had really good wrestling on this show. Like all those tag matches were really good. Loved the women's six man. Uh, I loved the Jensen and Briggs versus New Day. That mm. was just really good tag team wrestling. And outside uh, the ring with Booker sitting down with Roxanne, kind of really getting over the fact like she's this young. You know, champion who finally dethroned that. They didn't even really mention the, the Mandy Rose title reign, but no. like they they legitimized her as well. I feel sometimes as well. We watch this show, and and I think AEW can be guilty of this sometimes as well, where we watch a segment and we go, "Cool, but what's the match?" Right. You know, and I, I felt every segment in this uh, progressed the stories forward. You had, you know, battle for the bar that's being advanced. Um, seeing a bit of the kind of nasty side from Duke Hudson poking out again, advancing that story. Um, Cora Jade, Wendy Chu, that's advanced. I thought Roxanne looked legit as a champion and this, uh, this Waller Bron thing as well. Uh, I thought a really solid top to bottom episode this week. Yeah, no, I really liked it. And next week sounds good too. We got the sparring session with Drew Gulak, the schism six man, and uh, JD McDonough, Julius Creed, definitely has my interest. American title. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Uh, so that's what we thought of NXT this week. Let's see if there was any feedback to see what you guys thought. Join the Poison Rana Facebook page. There's a page you can like, but it leads you to the Poison Rana group, which will let you join. And we post up feedback in there. And, uh, well, we share funny memes and stuff time to time as well. But I'm going to read here from Sean, who writes in, who says, Damn good show tonight. The level of the wrestling has really picked up lately with at least... Three great matches tonight, including a banger of a tag title match between New Day and Briggs and Jensen. Really love the New Day's tenure in NXT. Is really going to pay dividends to the tag division long term. All the backstage segments, vignettes, and promos were spot on tonight, including a great video between Roxanne and Booker and a surprisingly good promo from Apollo. And ending with a great Waller doing the Bret Hart Goldberg spot. Maybe Waller won't be such a pushover after all. Mm. Yeah. And we go to Cameron, who says, solid show. 
Love the New Day match. Already freshens up the tag division. Really brought out the best in Briggs and Jensen. Need to see Mello and Axiom at a big event. To, uh, at a big event tonight felt like a taster of what could be a five-star match. New Year's Evil has already had a better build than Deadline did. Waller feels so much more credible as a contender than Cruz did. Hope you guys are well. As always, glad to be a part of the Poison Rana family. Take care. I believe Cameron signed up to family Patreon hey, tier oh, last week. I think he awesome was saying Cameron. so. Thank you, Cameron. Let, let us know what you what you want to talk about. Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys, for writing in. And thanks, guys, for listening to us talk all about NXT. We were pretty high up on this week's mm. episode. Uh, next week's is taped again. Maybe they'll have the same magic, some Christmas yep. holiday magic. So we will be back next Tuesday uh, night after NXT will be live here on the post wrestling feed on the YouTube and all that stuff. You want to hear more of us? Yes. The poison Rana podcast feed, the YouTube feed, go check it out. We got so many free shows up there. Detox. What up? Those coming out. All the stuff we talked about. Mandy Rose. We talked about the bloodline. We talked about Gunther and Brock possibly fighting. We talked everything on poison Rana this week. So go check that out as well. But if you do want to hear more, patreon.com slash up next, it's only five bucks and you get access to almost 500 podcasts. Retro NXT reviews, retro pay-per-view reviews, everything. So go check it out. And it's only five bucks, including we're in the great time of the year as a wrestling fan because you can just sit back, drink some eggnog or Bailey's on ice and rewatch some of the best matches of the year. Oh, yeah. And guys, that's what we have been doing. We've been watching all the best matches of 2022 and we're compiling a list. We're checking it twice. and We're going to do a two-part best match ever for 2022 in a few weeks we need your help for this so go and go to the up next facebook group go to the patreon and send us your votes we've got a whole list of matches you can pick from there we want to hear your top 10 uh it doesn't matter if you haven't seen every match on that list or if you can only put together a top five uh we would love love to hear what your matches of the year were and help us come up with this top 10 because this might be one of the hardest years there was some great stuff in 2022 as wrestling fans, we were definitely spoiled. And it was just a crazy year. We'll be doing a show of year in review as well. But yeah, follow us on all the socials at Poison Rana Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And I myself, Brayden Harrington, you can find me at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And for the love of God, don't give anyone a fruitcake. Oh! What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.